Hello and welcome to Apartment 29A. I'm Shosh. And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week, we are going to drink chamomile lemon tea by the Republic of Tea as we are going on our chamomile tour. Then we are going to talk about the podcast, The Gaily Prophet, the book, The Cartographers by Pang Shepard, and things we can't stop thinking about this week, which for Shoshana is building furniture. And for Megan, for myself, is for going to the Uli Warehouse sale. Very fun. Shosh, what do you think of our uh, current chamomile tour? I like it. So we recently did our first chamomile, surprisingly, how we've week, gotten yeah. through <laughs> so many episodes and had never done a chamomile. Almost two years of episodes <laughs> and never a chamomile tea. <laughs> and it was really good. And I was kind of surprised because while I have sure that I've had chamomile in the past, I didn't really remember much about it. And I don't drink a lot of chamomile. And I was like, this is really good. So we went with another one this week, <laughs> which I was all for. And I actually really like it. I think I'm becoming a chamomile fan. So this is a Republic of Tea, Tea, <laughs> Republic of Tea, Tea. Yep. Um, <laughs> and they're often pretty weak. So they suggested a five to seven minute brewing time. So I did time it but then I just left the bag. <laughs> so I probably had significantly longer, but it tastes really good. It has like a really nice flavor. I don't really get any lemon. And if you smell it to me, it just smells kind of herbal. I don't pick up really citrusy or anything, but I really am enjoying it. Like I said, I think I'm becoming a chamomile fan. Nice. What yeah, I think? definitely agree. It's definitely, for me, it's an herbal smell. It it smells like, I, I mean, I don't want to say it smells like cleaning product because that's not accurate, but because I do use a lot of like herbal cleaning products, it smells like those. So like you're kind of healthier, I don't know, cleaning products. So not like bleach by any means. Um, yeah, just that just that herbal lemon um, scent. I wish there was a bit more of the actual lemon flavor in it because um, it's more just, as I say, like essential oil lemon instead of like the real lemon from a tree flavor, but I like it. It's not going to be my favorite. The apricot was better from last week. but That one was really good. Yeah, I can definitely understand wanting just a little bit of chamomile before going to bed kind of relaxing yeah it feels like a yeah. relaxing tea mm -hmm. especially maybe like in the evening also when mm -hmm. you maybe don't want caffeine and you are you know winding down it yeah. feels like that kind of tea yeah the advertising from the republic of tea literally says surrender to sleep round herbal tea bag well there you go we're right on track then mm -hmm. that's funny Yep. So Shosh, do you want to tell us a little about The Gaily Prophet? Sure. This is a podcast that I followed a long time ago and then had never listened to. It was actually a recommendation at some point from Litjoy Crate on Instagram. And I just really liked the name. Right? I mean, obviously, it's always good when you have a recommendation for something anyways, but you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that name, that really, 
I, I like that. So for anyone who is a Harry Potter fan, you've probably f picked up on the fact that it has to do with Harry Potter and it's a take on the Daily Prophet, which is their newspaper, our wizarding paper. Yep. So yeah, I, I honestly didn't really know what to expect because even though I followed it a long time ago, I just somehow had never actually played an episode, not for any particular reason, just it's not in my normal lineup and I would just kind of, you know, miss, miss it each time or whatever. So I didn't really know a ton about it except for that it was supposed to be about Harry Potter and I knew that it was um, LGBTQ plus friendly. I think they may have recommended it literally actually during like a pride pride month at some point. So obviously like I, I knew those things, but I didn't actually know anything about, you know, anything else really. But we were like, what episode should we listen to? And to make it easy, we're like, we'll just pick whatever the most recent one was. And it turned out it was not a representative episode. <laughs> which we has are so good at finding <laughs> So, uh, it was a four year anniversary episode. So essentially it was kind of them just talking. Mm -hmm. It was, which in some ways was nice though, because since we were, you know, busting in, in the middle of a podcast that's been going for four years, they told us a bit about themselves and the podcast because they mm -hmm. were sort of talking about like where they're at like right now what the podcast is doing and what they're kind of looking to for the future and so it, it was just really like this discussion essentially between the hosts with some information so it did work out in that respect because it told us a little bit about them and the podcast but obviously it was not representative in terms of being able to say if it's something you would you know want to listen to all the time or recommend to other people because it wasn't their, you know, real format and style and stuff. So yeah, I don't know if that was a good choice or a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, that part was funny. Like as soon as I opened it to listen to it, I was like, Shosh, how do we do this every time? We choose the one episode that's unlike all the rest. <laughs> I know, and we maybe could have tried to swap it, except that because of the time difference and the fact that I had saved it to listen to, you know, this essentially the same day that we're recording this, there wouldn't have been any time for us to discuss between. So we were definitely like already locked into this episode. Yep. There was nowhere else that we could go. Yup. I'm laughing only because, so what I learned in this episode is that this one podcast seems to have spawned like four other podcasts. They only post once a month. I think they say they do it on the full moon. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I think so. So that was kind of fun. And then one of their like segments, I don't think it's a continual segment, like not like in the sense I doubt it's every month, but I guess quite often they have some sort of segment essentially called how to fire jk rowling <laughs> so I know. that made me laugh <laughs> i know i enjoyed that too because obviously we got hints of what happens on the show because they were discussing things and they definitely were talking about the fact that they you know don't have any love for jk rowling and it's them also then 
trying to still appreciate Harry Potter, which obviously means a lot to a lot of people, while not being fans of J.K. Rowling. And I really personally identified with that because that's kind of how I feel. Like, because I was already so attached to Harry Potter before, you know, she came out and started being crazy about stuff, in particular trans stuff. I like have a hard time letting it go, but I clearly don't like her or agree with her ideas or want to support her. So like, I won't read anything else that she writes now, for example, but Probably I don't really want to like, a loss. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I will purposely try not to support her where I can, but I obviously, but I don't want to give up on Harry Potter because that was, you know what I mean? It's like such a, big thing for so many people before Mm -hmm. anybody ever knew she was like that like I don't know if she was Mm -hmm. always had those opinions and just kept them to herself for a very long time or if it's something that's developed over time but clearly I don't agree with her now right I will definitely be giving this podcast another chance if only because they also have a sticker club oh (laughs) my gosh when I heard that I was like Megan Megan needs to check out the sticker club and it's four dollars and fifty cents a month um yeah I've subscribed like hello (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't look it up but I was like they were talking about different ways it was actually kind of interesting because they spent quite a long time talking about the finances for the podcast and what their goals are and they're actually essentially trying to go to be full-time podcasters which they're not there yet but they were talking about you know their goals and what they're trying to do and how they make their money and where their money is going and that kind of stuff and in that discussion they have a patreon group which again I haven't looked up but they have a patreon group that they do stuff with and then they also have the sticker club (laughs) but literally I was like Megan Megan, there's a sticker club. There's a sticker club. I couldn't even believe it. So that's super fun. Yep. I can't believe you already subscribed. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know Bye. anything about their stickers, but they were talking about it, about you know how much profits they make. And they were like, oh, it depends based on the number of stickers and how we make them. And if they have like sparkles or foil or whatever. I mean, I don't know. They were like going through things and I was just like, mm-hmm. this is just totally Megan. Yeah. Yeah. At $4.50, I was like, oh, that's fine. I will happily donate $4.50 to the Gaily Profit cause. <laughs> definitely keeping harry potter alive and separating it from the homophobia of the author love it (laughs) it was really nice too the thing i also really liked about this episode was at the end they read a letter that they had gotten from a listener and also a couple reviews but the letter in particular was really nice yeah really really nice and so it's great if they're creating a space where people can feel comfortable and identify with each other and I don't know I, I just I thought that was really nice that they not only are getting those type of letters and feedback and stuff but also that they shared that with the listeners right yeah I was very impressed with their transparency so 
and also just and also how they have chosen to spend or split their income. So they talked very openly about one of them was she experienced a medical issue. I now don't remember exactly what it was. And during that time, the the first partner was like, okay, I'm going to take just enough to pay this particular bill and the rest of the income is going to go to you for now. And then they switched it when life circumstances changed and the first person's I think he said he had a dog that was get had cancer and it was having yep. like some cancer treatments Lots of and then, vet treat bills. Yeah. And then unfortunately I think that dog passed away. And so they did the reverse for a while. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I thought that was really nice too. Especially the fact that they were, you know, so willing to sort of share it like that and flip it. Because they said mm-hmm. they're the main thing that they're trying to do with the money at the moment is they're essentially paying for their housing so I think one might Mm -hmm. be renting and one might be a mortgage but either way that's how they're using it and so when she had her medical emergency they just shifted anything extra to her because of all the doctor bills and not really being able to work and all that kind of stuff and then yeah when he had his dog crisis and she was doing better they then just shifted it the other way I thought that was really nice and like you said just the fact that they openly discussed that Mm -hmm. was pretty cool I mean because it's kind of a lot to share when you don't know most of your listeners and it was like that throughout the whole episode really they shared a lot of personal information Mm -hmm. so because the one host was also talking about getting an autism diagnosis he was talking about his emotional well-being with having I'm not sure if the dog has passed away or is going to pass away soon but either way you know, he's had all this stuff going on with his dog and he's emotionally not in a great place. And he was talking about that. And yeah, I don't know. It was just the amount that they were sharing was, I don't know. It was nice, I guess, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. were just that open. Yeah. Not that anyone has stuff to hide. I don't mean that. It's just, it, it felt like it was a lot to be sharing mm-hmm. with people you don't necessarily know. Yeah. It was a very good job. Like they were transparent but I didn't feel like they were like putting their emotional baggage on their listeners. And it's, that's a really hard line to walk where you can be transparent, but you're not emotionally just kind of vomiting, I guess. (laughs) Um, And so that was very impressive and also gives me hope for the rest of the podcast. They had a really interesting conversation, like just brief, but about, being able to ask for money in a capitalist society while still fighting against capitalism. I was like, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's a hard line too, but you, you kind of have to do it. So, but it's also like, no matter if you like capitalism or not, you live in a world that's run by capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you kind of don't have a choice, but to participate in some aspects. So right. it, it was interesting how they framed that and discussed it and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I don't actually know how the regular episodes will be, but definitely would be worth giving it another another listen to sort of see, you know, how they do things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this until I'm reading their like show notes, but so they talked about this podcast called Escape from Reality, but they spell escape E S G A Y P E. 
<laughs> so they add a Y to escape. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, I like it. Uh, well, they so had, I'll definitely check those out. Like you said, they were like five podcasts total. And it seemed like all of them had clever names. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I need to listen to all of them. Um, right. And they're starting a new one that's like an in-depth look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I really need need to be part of that. But I definitely would be up for listening to some more of their stuff and seeing if it's, you know, anything that I would like to add to my regular list. Yeah. Yeah, and one of them was about a show I have never heard of. Our Flag Means Death. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I was like, that sounds interesting. So I need to check out that show. Yeah, so the verdict's still out a little bit because obviously we didn't get to listen to a real episode, but it seems promising, I think. So maybe we'll have to listen to another one for one of our episodes so that we can update everybody. Yeah. On whether or not it's, you know. Yeah, worth, we can, worth adding to your list. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. All right. Do you want to tell us about The Cartographers? Yes. So The Cartographers is a book by Pang Shepard. The Goodreads summary goes like this. What is the purpose of a map? Nell Young's whole life and greatest passion is cartography. Her father, Dr. Daniel Young is a legend in the field and Nell's personal hero, but she hasn't seen or spoken to him ever since he cruelly fired her and destroyed her reputation after an argument over an old, cheap gas station highway map. But when Dr. Young is found dead in his office at the New York Public Library with the very same seemingly worthless map hidden in his desk, Nell can't resist investigating. To her surprise, she soon discovers that the map is incredibly valuable and exceedingly rare. In fact, she may now have the only copy left in existence because a mysterious collector has been hunting down and destroying every last one, along with anyone who gets in the way. But why? To answer that question, Nell embarks on a dangerous journey to reveal a dark family secret and a discover and discovers the true power that lies in maps. So this is one book that Shosh and I actually ended up reading separately, so we didn't read it together, um, but both really enjoyed. And then I actually have, uh, I need to buy this book because I think my husband will love it. And then I, we've suggested it to our friend Carla because she loves maps. So if you love maps, this book is definitely for you because it's got such a fun twist on maps. One we won't give away, but it's so good. Yeah, I found this to be really interesting. It was, I don't always read a lot of mystery type books, but it kind of is just like a big mystery so it was really fun to sort of go through that with the characters and figure it out and it was definitely unexpected there are like Megan was saying some really cool map twists that just make it a lot of fun it's really 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 interesting Mm -hmm. yeah it's also fun because I I mean I don't know for sure but 
I felt like I was learning things about the field of cartography that I had no, like, I had no idea, like, map making. Okay, done. Like, you go there, you put it on a map, you call it a day. Uh, and so there's, like, this whole world of jobs maps. and, yeah. yeah, and maps that was, like, opened up to me in ways that I was like, oh, okay, I can see why you might want to actually be a cartographer and how that works and why it's in libraries and kind of the study study and science of it. Yeah, there was some neat information about that because, I mean, I've never really given maps that much thought. I mean, obviously, like, you use them and you know what they are and you think they're cool, especially if you see, like, an old map or whatever. But I just mean, I never really thought that much about, you know what I mean, map making and yeah like the science of maps so mm-hmm. it was really interesting to be in this world where like maps are really important to a bunch of people <laughs> and they're like literally spending their life studying them and working with them and stuff and you know makes you feel like maybe you've underappreciated your maps a bit but mm-hmm. it was really interesting the characters were interesting it was easy to read yeah it was it was really good. It was enjoyable for sure. Yeah. I never wanted to put it down. I loved, there's like two sets of friendships that were involved and that was really fun to learn about. There's a little bit of a romantic interest that occurs in the book. So that's always fun. I'm always there for a good romance. The end for me wasn't a surprise, but it was still a lot of fun. Like I, you know, I it better end this way how are we gonna get there that was kind of (laughs) my view and I you know it did end that way and I enjoyed how it got there (laughs) yeah no this is definitely I'm pretty sure I can't remember which episode it was but we did one with some recommendations and things for like holiday book giving and different stuff and I think we both said that this would be a good one because it has a really wide sort of range of appeal I feel like Mm -hmm. so lots of different people I think could pick this up and find it enjoyable and it's not you know super long or difficult to get through it's just like an it's like a nice book so this would definitely be a good gift giving book I think as well Mm -hmm. I agree and it does have aspects of magical realism which usually isn't my cup of tea but it's done so well and I loved it in this book makes me want to rethink my judgment of magical realism kind of (laughs) I can't remember do you know is this her first book or she written other stuff not she also wrote the book of M which I haven't Mm, read but I've definitely seen I bet you've seen the cover just because it was very uh, instagrammy for a while (laughs) (laughs) she's also written a book I guess called the future library but I yeah I was just noticing that too well we might have to read her again also this is completely irrelevant but I just pulled up the goodreads so I could look up the book of him (laughs) and there's a picture of the author and she is beautiful Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like I said, that has absolutely nothing to do with her writing, obviously. <laughs> right. But I was just like, oh, wow. So. Yeah, we might have to check out her, the book of M then. Because it was a really fun 
kind of easy read, which, you know, is, I like sometimes really appreciate those types of books, especially when they're a little different. Cause like I said, I don't always read mysteries. And while this had lots of different sort of parts going on, you know, there was kind of like a mystery aspect of figuring out, you know, what happened and how it was going to work out and mm -hmm. who, yeah, who did what and how and why. Yes. It was a mystery without being like either a thriller or scary or horror, which is kind of which is probably why I usually avoid mysteries because right. I definitely do not like those types of books. Like right. I get scared too easily. I'm big. I'm a big baby, so I don't want any of that kind of stuff. I don't want things to be super gruesome like I'm not saying I can't handle anything but like I just I don't want like a lot of you know that kind of stuff so while I'm sure there are good mysteries out there that I would very much enjoy on the whole I kind of just avoid those because you know yeah. they don't not they overlap always, with the things yeah. that you don't always like yeah exactly exactly so I kind of appreciated that for something different because often we read the same types of books because I mean obviously we like them we so know, there's nothing like. wrong with that yeah. but it's just nice when you do come across something that has different aspects or is a bit different so I think that's part of why I really enjoyed this one as well yeah five stars yeah it was it was good it was definitely like we said recommendable especially as a gift as well yeah. like I oh, said yeah. I think this one has a wide appeal yep yeah I'll definitely need to buy it for my husband well Shosh why can't you stop thinking about building furniture even though it's probably somewhat obvious <laughs> I was gonna say that might be because we're building furniture oh my gosh yeah I just the thing that I'm thinking about is furniture because I think I mentioned it a while back but we've been just like trying to go through and organize things and sort things and just some of our furniture so when we originally moved to the UK we rented like a partially furnished house because we didn't bring everything with us because you didn't, we were moving, you didn't we were bring moving everything over the pond <laughs> well we did bring probably more than we needed but especially on the furniture front we didn't because it was just oh. too hard to move that much stuff in that and also because the sizes are often smaller like you know mm, European sizes yeah. and places are often smaller so we didn't want to you know like bring our couch and then not be able to fit it into somewhere for example <laughs> All right so there were just like so many things that we didn't bring with us so for you know, we, we rented a house that was partially furnished, which worked really well for us, but that means, you know, we didn't pick the majority of our furniture. And then when we purchased the house, we bought the contents because at that point we had then been using it for several years and it just kind of made sense, obviously, because it was all here and we were using it. But it's just, it's not all of it isn't what we need because we didn't pick it out. And a lot of it is styles that we don't like because we didn't pick it out. So it's just like slowly trying to phase that stuff out and get stuff that is not only more our style, but more importantly, just more useful, like what we actually need to fill the spaces. So obviously it's kind of a long process because all of that stuff just costs so much money and takes so much time. So we haven't been doing it all at once, but we are 
like slowly getting there we are like you know fairly close to having at least the majority of the stuff now being like our things that we want so the biggest one of which which is not on my mind this week I think I mentioned it in a previous episode was the couch because I really hated our old couch so it was functional so we kept it for a very long time but I hated it so much so that was one of the first things that we finally when we (laughs) decided to do it because it's hard to make those decisions when we finally decided to do it it was like even though it might not have been you know the most functional type of thing that we needed to replace it was the thing that made the biggest impact for me especially because mm-hmm. you use your couch so much but mm-hmm. it's hard to make decisions to do those because you know when you have stuff that is technically not actually bad and it costs so much to replace furniture items and stuff so it's like should you do it should you wait and that's why we obviously haven't done it all at once but it's like you get to the point where like I said you want things that are actually going to work for your life and when you're spending lots of you know when you spend lots of time in your home you would prefer them to be things that you don't dislike so it's it's definitely making me happy but it's definitely a big process I feel like our house is like a disaster zone because we have like so many projects going on you know when you're doing projects and you make like a much bigger mess first before it gets Mm -hmm, better mm -hmm. always yeah I hate that but we're like in that stage and it feels like extra bad because we're doing multiple projects at once just because of the way things work out (laughs) right well no it's like you're like waiting for one portion of something or you're shifting things because you're doing some stuff in a couple different rooms and you know what I mean so it's just yeah I feel like I feel like our house is a disaster zone but I know hopefully soon it will be like much better (laughs) because then things will actually be like organized and put away and have a place and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah well you're building the things that allows you to do all that so yeah so so it's a lot but yeah I've got furniture on my on my mind are you earning your degree in pictogram reading (laughs) yes so I definitely feel a little bit bad because the building goes more on a mirror than for on me not that I'm not helping but it definitely falls to him a bit more and my job is definitely deciphering all of the instructions which is sometimes easier than others Mm -hmm. yeah all furniture pictures are not made equal (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so I'm starting to get pretty good at it though because there's been like several things that we've been building lately and I feel like my skills have improved so (laughs) which is the other reason why I think it's now defaulting to me anyways because oh yeah they're they can be hard to decipher for sure so master pictogram furniture reader i feel like i want to put, put it that on, on my a, resume <laughs> yeah i want to put it on a diploma for you and then you can put it on your resume amazing it's an important life skill mm-hmm. so <laughs> mm-hmm. but anyways that's where i'm at major house chaos projects so i love it but it's getting there it's getting there it is it's gonna be so good when it's done Oh, I hope so. Fingers crossed. All right, Megan, you have to tell us about this Uli warehouse sale, especially because I have never heard of Uli until you told me you were going to the warehouse sale. So I am excited to hear a little bit more about what this is. 
Yeah, so Uli is a, it's probably really a children's company, though I think their their target market is probably actually teachers, elementary school teachers. So they sell a lot of pens and stickers. Which you love, which you love. And pencils and erasers and bags and all these things. And their prices are pretty reasonable to begin with. But then you, at least once, if not twice a year, they do these warehouse sales. So the warehouse sales, I think nothing is more... I mean, they might have like $8 items, but I didn't find anything that was more than $5. And I bought a journal. So like you would think if something was going to be kind of more expensive, it would be the the big thick paper thing. And so... And they had their last one was in July of last year. My friend Siobhan, my coworker, went with me. We had so much fun. She actually ended up going the next day also because they always do it over a weekend. And she had so much fun that she, she went without me because I each time each time they've done this, I've been like, okay, I can go on Friday, but I can't go on Saturday because my Saturdays are just so busy. Um, so I don't know if she'll go without me again today. We'll see. But this time we just had so much fun and we both went with this mindset. We were like, okay, we're just like, we were just there. Like there's not going to be that much that we want. So it's it's only going to be just a a little splurge. And both of us probably splurged about twice as much as we we intended to splurge. Um, but we didn't go crazy, but again, no item I purchased was more than five bucks and most of them were a dollar. So it gets, you know, you can't it becomes a little that. difficult. Yes. <laughs> to get into the millions of dollars by any means. So, I mean, in some of this stuff, it's not, it's not things I quote unquote need. It's just so cute. So I have a set of erasers. There's six erasers. I mean, erasers, I don't use that many pencils, but doesn't matter. They're in the shape of little, like, ice cream cones. Aww. So cute. And so, you know, really what I do is use them to decorate my office. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so that will be my winter decoration. Um, Although I'll probably just put them out now because I right now my decorations are from their July one. And it was these, like, rainbows and unicorns. And so I'll just put the with I'll just put the ice cream with the unicorns since they kind of tend to go together I think mainly because of Lisa Frank I don't know (laughs) probably probably but um yeah it's just so much fun everything's fairly inexpensive to begin with and then they have some decent quality particularly fountain pens so very inexpensive fountain pens but they write really nicely and easily so if you want a fountain pen, I highly suggest they have something called the Splendid Pen that I think sells for $8 on a regular basis. And I maybe got it for three and it comes with two refills. So nice. three, but one is in the pen and then two refills. Yeah. So for three bucks, I mean. Can't beat that. Can't beat and that. And you have used a lot of pens. So you know if it's a decent pen. Yes, yes, I do feel like myself a pen tester. <laughs> um, and had, yeah, so I definitely know if it, it's, they're good. 
I joking, I joke with them a lot because I think they only have like three sets of pens. So like colored gel pens, fountain pens, and you know, ballpoint pens maybe. And particularly in their gel pens, they if you go to the website, they have like 40 different types of gel pens, but I think it's all the same ink, some of which they've chosen to scent. So they have all these scented ones, which is not really my thing, um, but they do have one set that writes really nicely that is scented. So I did go ahead and buy those for a dollar, but usually scented stuff, I'm like, I don't like... You can only, I can only handle that fake insert fruit scent. It doesn't matter what it is uh, for so long before I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little nauseous, but. But for a dollar. But for a dollar. And of course, if you have kids or a classroom, like this is all of a sudden a lot more fun, right? And so there's like, there were these teachers. I'm again, I'm making the assumption. So it's possible that they weren't teachers, but I'm assuming they were teachers because, you know, Siobhan and I are there. They hand you this, you know, kind of cute mini clothing basket. Um, but it's a mini one. So it's not, you know, it's just, just a little shopping bag, right? So they hand that to you so you can fill it up. But I'm looking over and there is a woman, two of them actually, who had essentially a hand truck that had two boxes that were I mean probably three feet by two feet by at least a foot deep if not two feet deep and they were filling these boxes with the item oh my gosh and I was like so I but I have to imagine that they have a classroom right so if you are giving out a coloring book for kindergartners you're giving out 30 coloring books well, a coloring book doesn't seem that expensive when it's $4.99, but when you're trying to buy 30 of them, right. all of a sudden that's really expensive. But if they're a dollar or three for a dollar, all of a sudden you can actually afford to give these things to your classroom. So I'm assuming that's what they were doing. That or they're crazy giving huge donations or working for an orphanage or something because it was definitely crazy. But I was. And so there, apparently there's no limit on how much you can buy. Mm-mm. yeah no they uh, I did not see any limits doesn't mean that's they don't cool. exist but I didn't see any that'll be you someday yeah I'll be like I need a hundred uh, <laughs> ice cream cone erasers <laughs> oh my gosh everyone gets an ice cream cone eraser oh, that's funny and they're, like honestly it's so it just oh, makes me feel good I get to be my child child again that's fun sounds enjoyable it was yeah and this time there was no line like the first time we went I think we went last time like right as it opened and so that little line had formed but this time no line yeah that's even better thank you very much I'll just walk in and have my fun yep so if you know of any good sales going on, let us know because we love a sale. We love sales on tea, stickers, furniture, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, any good sale. Yes. And if you want to tell us anything about um, 
a podcast we should listen to, what your favorite segment is of this show. If you want us to add a segment, reduce a segment, let us know. You can email us at apt29a at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at apartment29a. That's apartment spelled all the way out, 29a. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.